0: Following our season-ending meetings uh, with ownership, it's clear, and for a variety of reasons, um, we, we have mutually agreed uh, to set a new course for the club to take on new leadership.
1: Josh screens up the left sideline, 40 seconds. hes home blasting to the bucket. Two-hand dunk. Good night,
2: Miami. Timeout, Heat. Finishing touches tonight, baby. Two seconds to go. It won't matter. The shot's up. It's no good. And you see a wins? The Knights have knocked off number three, Kansas. It's a court storm in Orlando. Jamie Dixon and Porter Moser will shake hands. Final score tonight at Fort Worth.
1: Frogs 80, Sooner 71.
0: But I just have to say this. Anyone but Davo. Say it with me. Anyone but Davo. Anyone but Davo. Okay.
2: Anyone but Davos.
1: Okay. Anyone but Davo. Okay. Hour oh 2, t in the morning <laughs> show. That was at the nick saban statue (laughs) last night outside bryant denny stadium people started showing up bringing flowers um it was a shrine tj the man is not dead no he's not dead he announced his retirement but an impromptu collection of a large number of alabama fans showed up at the nick saban statue last night and one gentleman got in front of him to speak and led them in a chant of anyone but Dabo. I don't think they have to worry about that, but what do I know? I'm not in Alabama right now, but I know who is our good friend, former host here on The Ref, Chris Joseph, the Joes. He's got a podcast down there. He pretty much is the second most famous man in that state. Good morning, Joes.
3: Good morning, guys. How
1: are you all today? Well, I'm good. How are you guys today?
3: I'm I'm fine. But it is a pleasure to watch, and because we're coming to the SEC now, you have to understand what you call them. You know, they're called gumps. So the gumps are having a come-apart right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that. I to say, are we allowed to say that on the radio? I don't know. I don't know. A come-apart. I like that. What, what have the last, oh, I guess it's been – the uh, sixteen hours or so been like around there, Joe's. It's it, it's been kind of the roller
3: coaster of emotions because they still believe that they were the better team than Michigan. So even after Michigan won, there was a lot of talk of, well, we play nine out of ten times, we win by double digits, and and then the announcement came out, and then panic set in. And like I said, that was a bunch of students that were in front of Nick's statue yesterday. Um, they had an impromptu, so uh, Cole Kubelick and Greg McElroy, who did the morning show out here, had an impromptu. They had to come back into the studio at like 7 o'clock last night to, and to listen to the phone calls. It was, it was pure gold. And even for Dabo being a local boy, he's from a suburb here called Pelham, being that he played at Alabama, nobody wants him to be a part of the program as far as the fan base. So it, it it's it's really interesting. Um it's so it was such a joyous day at Auburn. They rolled the corner at Toomer's Corner uh, to celebrate <laughs> so that
4: Nick Saban was gone. So they rolled uh, Toomer's Corner last night. I, I at saw Auburn. that, but don't you think that was partly out of respect too? I I don't
1: know,
3: no. man. It's I you know
4: it was celebration, but I think part of it was out of respect. It a little was bit. joy, but it can also it, be taken yeah. as a tip of the cap. Yeah, tip of the cap, yeah. yeah. You kicked uh, our butts a lot. Uh, yeah, we're
1: glad you're gone. And the,
3: yeah, and then it went to almost delusion of saying, "Well, we're going to get Sark, and he's going to bring Arch, and that's going to be the key."
1: Mm. Well, who do fans and... want? What What are you hearing? What What's? Uh, give me the list of one, two, three on their wish list.
3: Well, I'll tell you the one true consistent that I've heard talking to anybody: they don't want anybody who does not have a saving tie. So mm. the James Franklin, those guys, I would imagine that's not going to happen. You know, Kevin Steele just retired, announced his retirement a couple of days ago. There's some people saying, well, maybe he'll come back for that job. But, you know, listen to you guys earlier, like TJ, I would imagine Alabama's probably one of the only schools in the country right now that could go out and get whatever coach they want. And I think they would have the opportunity for the buyout to go get a Dan Landing.
1: Is that number one? Is that the majority of fans that you're hearing want to go get?
3: Out here, yes. Everybody wants to get Dan Lanning because of his connection with Kirby, what he did at Georgia, um, you know, because he had Oregon with Bo Nix, who's an Alabama legend out here You know, on the precipice of making the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, it's, Dan Lanning is like, like, like TJ said. I think most everybody's pushing their chips in on Dan Lanning.
1: What about Kiffin?
3: I think Kiffin is going to stay where he is with as much success as he has had in the transfer portal, the number and the talent of the guys that he brought in. I think he feels that this is probably his chance to do it. And there's a lot of people around here that cover the SEC that think Ole Miss could be next year's Washington.
1: Would Alabama fans want Lane Kiffin?
3: (sighs) That's a good question. Um, I mean, they, the old Alabama fans, no. The younger Alabama fans, yes. Yeah. Because of the social media, um, you know, like he, someone he, he retweeted to the, the Falcons, you know. I know Kirby Smart would be a good coach, you know, talking about who's going to take that job. So the younger generation of Alabama fans, the ones who don't remember the, the Mike Price and, and those eras, uh, they, they would be okay with Kiffin.
1: How big of a surprise was this? I mean, he is 72, right? uh, Was there any talk at all? Was there any rumblings at all that this could be coming in Alabama?
3: Yes. Yes. And what's interesting is at the Rose Bowl, and it came out here that there was a local news reporter, and I didn't get to see exactly how the question was worded, but they stopped Miss Terry in the tunnel and kind of asked about, you know, when you think it's time to, to hang it up. And the way she responded kind of left everybody in that, oh, okay, does that mean he's going to retire? And so it's something that people think that he and Miss Terry kind of came to the agreement that, you know, hey, it's time to hang it up. You're 72. you got a couple car dealerships. Nick doesn't like dealing with NIL. He doesn't like dealing with the portal.
1: Um, so I, I, it was probably the right time for him to go. Well, thank God he's got the car dealerships, TJ. He's going to be okay financially, probably. <laughs> he sell some good. Mercedes, he'll be all right financially, yeah. yeah.
4: Be, be, I don't know if so he and Miss Terry, came to, an Terry were, came to an agreement or if Terry came to an agreement.
3: They were already very upset, and I'll let you guys know. They were extremely upset when the schedule came out and the fact that they have to come to Norman the week before the Iron Bowl. They were yeah. not happy about that.
1: So basically, OU chased Nick Saban into retirement is what you're saying.
3: Hey, you know, I mean, you line the dots up.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, All right, so as an OU fan living down there, what is the greatest possible hire for you, for us here? What's the biggest mistake or the most entertaining hire to watch from our perspective?
3: It would probably be Dabo or James Franklin.
1: What has James Franklin done to even be in this conversation?
3: I, I agree. I, I agree. But he was on, you know, like uh, Pete Bamel's list. Everybody had James Franklin. You know, Kalen DeBoer, I get that. But Franklin hasn't beat, a, uh, I think, a top 15 team his whole time at Penn State. So it's like, why? Just because you have a $4 million buyout. It's one of the lowest buyouts. But because, again, with, with Dabo being kind of anti-NIL, anti-portal, I think that would really kind of upset the the fan base and seeing what Mississippi is doing in the portal, knowing they're throwing some money around to some guys. So that would be interesting. Of course, you know, uh, if Sark was hired, maybe that would throw Texas in upheaval. So that would be fun as well.
4: Yeah, I think the Sark thing, if Sark left, took Arch, Texas went in the tank again, and Sark was successful at Alabama, it would just eat away at Texas fans. So I think for OU fan, that would probably be the most – Interesting angle with all of it. Well,
1: I mean, listen, unless they hire an NFL guy, which is possible, but unless they hire an NFL guy, I guess they did it last time, didn't they? Yeah. There's a domino effect here that is going to just have rippling ramifications for a while now. Like, if they go get Sark, then Texas is going to get somebody else, and then that team's going to get somebody else, and all these people have to hire assistants. And when the head coach leaves, all their players are free agents for 30 days. This could be an absolute upheaval, not just in Alabama, but all across college football. Even if it's Oregon, if they get Dan Lanning, then Oregon's looking for a new coach, and all their players are free agents for 30 days. So,
4: well, right. and you still have the stuff lingering out there of Harbaugh going to the NFL and opening that job. You oh have my the rumors, gosh, Michigan and Bama. You have at the, the same rumors time. of Kirby Smart perhaps making the jump. I don't think he will, but that rumor TJ, is we're out there. DJ, we about to run
1: this show. <laughs> Oklahoma about to run this show.
4: <laughs> They're that, all jumping off ship. I hope that's ship. what it's all
1: leading to. Yeah. They're bailing. No man. Just spread well, the word down there. Joe, spread the word. Sooner's about to run this show down there. So, All right, yeah, man. All man I we'll your-
3: I'm, I'm looking forward to September 28th. Um, I've already got a uh, an RV spot down there, and, and we'll be good to go for that first game down at Auburn
1: nice uh i can't wait to see you there my friend and keep your ear to the ground if you hear anything let us know and we'll report it as if it's breaking news and we broke the story okay roger that i got you Uh, guys have a good one guys good talking to you jose there you go that's our mold tj that is our uh embedded reporter in the heart of this story chris joseph I think he's in Birmingham.
4: Is that right, TJ? Uh yes, I think that's right.
1: Birmingham. We, we listen. I hate to admit this, TJ, but Josie tipped me off to this years ago. That OU was going to the SEC. And so I went to radio management and <laughs> said another you lie. Know what? It's
4: another lie.
1: Why don't we send Chris Joseph to Alabama? People won't know why right now. They'll just assume it's a move for a career's sake or whatever. Let him establish himself, make friends, draw connections, and uh, years from now, you'll understand why. And now uh, here we go. We're going to the SEC, and we've got a built-in, embedded reporter. Who else has that, huh? Any other radio station have that in this market? You're welcome. Chris will keep us updated. All i right, I'm right, I'm going to hit you with some names here, TJ. You tell me good hire or bad hire for Alabama, okay? Dan Lanning. Good hire. Bob, Smith, Bob from Summit said he sounded like he had his shirt off and doing
4: CrossFit. <laughs> he, probably his, uh, weighted, uh, he probably had his weighted vest on. Probably had his weighted vest on.
1: Did you say good hire or bad hire?
4: Good hire. Great
1: hire. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, TJ's got a new crush. Dan Lanning. <laughs>
4: don't have a new crush. I just think that's their hire. Great hire. More. That's a great hire Man, for him. Doesn't mean I have a crush all over on the a guy.
1: 37 year old.
4: That's gross. Dabo Sweeney. Um, I think at one point it would have been a good hire. At this point in his career, I would say bad hire.
1: Anyone but Dabo. Lane Kiffin.
4: Entertainment purposes, good hire. Uh overall, I just can't see him. Well, can I? I'll say good hire. They get Lane, I'll say good hire. I mean But that's gotta be it for him, right? You and outside of getting fired and then taking another small school or something like he did with Florida Atlantic, like the man's had fifty seven jobs well in the time the that you about, and I have been on the air together.
1: The thing about Lane has always been why do people keep hiring? Well, that's this guy? my
4: question. Like
1: why he would keep failing wherever he goes? However He's done a great job at Ole Miss. He has. He just took them to their first 11-win season in program history. He's killing it in the portal. You can't say that about him right now. He knows Bama. They know him. And he is, personality-wise, 180 degrees different from Nick. And that might not be a bad thing. And I know if you're an Alabama fan and, and you love Nick Saban and you should, you're looking for another Nick Saban. But maybe that's a bad idea. Maybe you need 180 degrees difference, you know? I don't know. Worth a, worth a
4: think. Uh, I'll say good Mike hire. Mike Norvell. Though, yeah. um, I'm not sold on Norvell. I'm going to say bad hire.
1: Kalen DeBoer, Washington.
4: I don't know why I would say. I don't know uh, if I've had enough window of him when I'm saying that about landing and they've been about the same. Um, he's had high, high success at lower levels, obviously, I would say if that ends up happening, it's a good hire. I think. I, I'm judging this too. I don't know. I I don't know if that you know if I want to answer it truthfully. I don't know if there's a good hire. If even landing is a good hire because of what we discussed when who you're following. But anyway, I'll say good hire.
1: Well, there's a difference between good hire. And, and is it a good decision for them?
4: Yeah. Okay, and we can
1: talk about at, that yeah. in a second. Uh, Forty-nine years old for DeBoer. Did you say good? Yeah, good hire. Making, I'm putting arrows next to these. To hang, you know, Steve Sarkeesian.
4: It is a bad hire, in my opinion. But would be wonderful to see. Oh, no, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. Is that the one you're most rooting That's for? That's the one I'm most rooting for, I yes. think so, too. Yeah.
1: I think so, too. Because it devastates Texas. Yeah. And the ripple effect is just tremendous. <laughs> the more fellow SEC programs that can be rocked by this, the better. Absolutely. Right? Marcus Freeman.
4: Um. I'm, if I'm him, I'm not leaving that job. I'm not leaving not Notre the Dame. Question. I, not I, the question yet. It's a bad move for him. I would. It would be a good hire, I think. Okay. But I, right. I would say bad move for him. Dion? Bad. Terrible.
1: Let me give you... Uh, James Franklin, we agree, terrible, right? Yes. I, I have yeah. no idea why his name's even out there. Let me give you a couple that uh, maybe I, you haven't heard yet. Uh, D'Amico Ryans. Houston Texans, Houston Texans head
4: coach. Um, he's done great things this season, so. Um, I have no idea if he'd no be interested. Idea. Yeah, I no idea. So, I mean, I maybe a good hire, but I, I don't know.
1: Here's a guy that doesn't have a job right now, but personality-wise seems like a Saban clone. Mike Vrabel. Oh, man, he's available. I heard this uh, name last night. I kind of like that name, actually.
4: You know, is it a terrible idea to focus on a pro guy when you're dealing with more of a pro player now with NIL and how you have to work contracts Mm -hmm. and deals? So I don't think that's your guy, but I won't say it's a bad hire. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done a good job at Tennessee. I don't know that Tennessee should have fired him.
1: It's an interesting name. No no idea if he is interested in. The college game, the world of recruiting, everything that goes with being a head coach. But it's an interesting name. I'm sure we'll hear more. 405-651-343-NAME. 3439. Oh, let me try that again. 405-651-3439. Meyer Chevrolet text line. What are you thinking today, Ref Army?
0: We'll be back. The t in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best.
4: Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma with no cost or insurance needed. They believe that everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Find out the areas they're working in. Hightowerclinical.com. Or you can call or text for more information, 405-831-5905. Knippelmeier Chevrolet text line. Uh, Burley Boomer says, thanks for the shout-out, Toby. Good to see you. And Tracy noticed Chloe right away. Great father-daughter time. Sure wish we could have played a little better. The whistles mm. were nonstop. Anyway, that's the life in the Big 12. When the SEC-SEC chance broke out, I said, yeah, can't wait. Have a great day.
1: I said this on the air last night, and maybe it was sour grapes, but they started chanting SEC at the end of the game, and I said, you know, that's been going on for three years. It's it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. But it always strikes me as a little more humorous from the programs that themselves just bailed on a conference to improve themselves within the last decade, i.e. TCU. They were in the Mountain West yesterday and said, hmm, Big 12 would be better. I think we're going to run to that. And here you all are, uh, you know, angry at Oklahoma for doing the same thing you just did. So, now everybody has. Honestly, if you go back through the history of every school, they've done that at some point. But West Virginia and TCU just did it, you know. So, anyway.
4: Uh, Ball control seems to be the main issue with this basketball team. Toby, am I wrong? Does that mean turnovers? I'm guessing that's what he's meaning there. And last night, that was a major problem, especially in that first half.
1: 12 turnovers first half, only two in the second. Mm-hmm. In the loss to North Carolina, turnovers were also a major issue. Um, Yeah, in the games they've lost, that's correct. Has it been an issue all year? No. I'd say they're pretty average. Yeah. I don't think they're exceptional, but I don't think – that taking care of the basketball has been a glaring problem either, but certainly in the two losses it has been.
4: Yeah. Uh, OU wasn't winning that game last night with punchable face your mark in attendance. Yeah, he showed
1: up last night.
4: (laughs) Uh, It was our first time at a TCU basketball game. have to say their concession selection and access was awesome. Way better than the Lloyd Noble. Glad OU is getting a new arena in the next few years. That's Tracy and Burleson. Hmm.
1: I don't know anything about their concession selection, but uh, there you go. I saw Tracy. a picture
4: on her socials where she had a... I'm guessing it was a fancy nacho or something. But, oh, I love a fancy nacho. Yeah. So.
1: What was fancy about it? It, it just had more like than just cheese it, on it? It
4: had more than cheese on it, it looked like, yeah. Mm, I love a fancy so. nacho. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know what I really love? Uh, the... A helmet nachos at a baseball game. Yes, yes uh, we've uh, we've of your helmet best.
4: love for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I repeat
1: myself sometimes.
4: Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. You like We're yourself, talking about nachos? You like yourself some nachos? People come, come like... and
1: go, and I thought I would once again plant my flag <laughs> that I love helmet nachos.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Saban doesn't stream video games online. Steely hashtag forever young.
1: Boy, I mean, this is referencing what we brought up in the first hour that Ref Army kind of waiting with bated breath right now. (laughs) A string of 70 plus year old legends retiring in the last 24 hours Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Is an announcement from Steelman imminent today, TJ?
4: No. Uh, We'll find out at noon. Not today. We'll find out at noon. Steely, so yeah, he does the streaming on Twitch. And he lurks, I think that's what he calls it, other sites while he's doing his show here. So he sets up a separate laptop in the other production room in here and follows people so that he can get, I don't know, there's tokens or I don't know what they get on Twitch that they give each other as hosts and stuff. So yesterday I go in there to produce those OU spots that you had uh, voiced over for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there and I look over at his laptop and I start cracking up. He is on a Twitch page where Todd Bridges, Willis from Different Strokes, <laughs> is playing Fortnite. And I am laughing because I'm like, that's Todd Bridges. And Todd Bridges has the largest pair of headphones on that I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, I sat there and just stared at the screen for a while watching Todd Bridges play Did you Fortnite. Say, what are you talking about, about Willis? I knew I... <laughs> Yes, I thought that in my head, and I thought, I bet he's never so got I that never on Twitch. That. I should yeah. probably comment for Steely on Steely's account here. What you talking about, Willis? What a world. <laughs> so I guess him and uh, Todd uh, uh, have a uh, connection somehow probably follow each other on Twitch.
1: The most veteran broadcaster in the building lurks on Twitch daily. I don't even know what that sentence means. <laughs>
4: He's got a granny. I don't remember granny's name that he I, follows. And... I Twitch daily, but that's a different that's thing. That's a different thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, T-Row, how difficult is it to walk by a public fountain and not reach in and grab a handful of coins for
1: you? I'll tell you what's tricky. I'll tell you what's tricky. Uh, that is a temptation. Where was I recently? Oh, in San Antonio. Big hotel, had a fountain in it, lots of coins in the fountain, and I said... Who's going to know? Like, it's not like that's going to charity or anything. I don't think. How do you I don't even, know? Like, Some
4: of those are.
1: A hotel fountain, maybe they're scooping it up and giving it to the food kitchen or something. I don't know. But I'm guessing that Hyatt is just sticking it in their pocket. I didn't take it. I'm just saying it did go through my head. But last night, I fill up with gas on the way home, and there's one of those penny trays there at the register. Yeah, and it's just overflowing with pennies, like
4: fifty pennies. Nobody wants pennies. Yeah, they just leave them there.
1: And I thought I almost asked the guy,
4: "You have one of those pennies?"
1: But I didn't because I was with my daughter. <laughs> and I thought
4: she would have been. She scarred will absolutely
1: for melt in embarrassment. So I just walked away.
4: That's tough. <laughs> uh... Ah, uh, uh, good morning Good morning Dabo grew up, uh, was born and grew up in Alabama Played at Alabama, started yeah. his coaching career there at Alabama Seems he's been waiting on this opportunity That's from KCK
1: Yeah, but they don't want him They don't, they don't They're they're fed up with him I just have to
0: say this Anyone but Dabo, say it with me Anyone but Diablo!
3: Okay. Anyone
0: but Diablo! Okay. Anyone but Diablo! Okay. Anyone but oh
1: yeah, doesn't sound like they want him, TJ. That's interesting because he has beaten him. He's right. won national championships, plural. Right? He's an Alabama guy. However, the way he's handled the last two or three years since Brent left has. A bad taste in the mouths of a lot of college football fans. A lot of Clemson people right now. So, I don't think they want him. Uh, five years ago? Absolutely. Number one option.
4: Well, he's also been one of these people that Three hasn't been ago. accepting of the portal and NIL I mean. and some of the directions. So, he's a, a he little similar. He seems like he's to... lagging behind the times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a time. Had Nick stepped down in 15 you know, somewhere in that time period, 2015 or so, it that that was the easy answer. It was going to be the answer. I just think that that window has passed. I mean, it's-
1: Honestly, I don't think... I, I, I mean, I want to revisit our question again from the top of this hour, which is I asked you if these guys would be good hires. I want to go back and go over those guys again and say, is this a better job than they have now? If I'm Dabo Sweeney, I am right now the greatest coach in Clemson football history, and that ain't changing. He will retire the greatest coach in Clemson football history.
4: He'll die that way. I mean, he won't know of anyone surpassing him.
1: Statue legend. Mm
4: -hmm. He's the man.
1: Why would you go? I mean, I know there's an attraction because you played there. I get that, but... You're going to go follow in the shadow of Nick Saban and Bear Bryant at Alabama? Nah, dude, just, you got it good. Just figure out this portal thing and stay put.
4: Yeah, and I think that's how he's approaching that's this That's the case now. For, I think I, for a lot of people. You know, Casey K saying he thinks that he's been waiting on this opportunity his whole life. I, I, Yes, I think at one point, I don't think that's the case with him anymore. I think he looks at it the way you do. I, this is my home forevermore. I'm a legend here. I'm not going to go there and surpass the national titles won by Saban and Bear Bryant and those guys. I don't have that time period, and I'm not that young to to stay there long enough to do that. Not to mention, and this is one thing that Saban may have looked at too. As soon as this season just ended, it got harder to win a national championship. You have to win more games and go through more teams. It just got more difficult. So you got Oklahoma
1: in your conference. You now. got
4: well, you got yeah. the conference changes. You've got more teams having access to be able to play for the championship, you've got to win more games to get to that title game. It became harder. And I think that was part of saving. He, think he, he didn't think about any
1: of that. He didn't think about any of that. Miss Terry came up and said, you're done. And he said,
4: <laughs> "That right. Well, that may be it. I want to see right. you. I want to spend more time at our uh, lake house and our beach house. And we're going to uh, enjoy our last remaining years together. That could have been it. He didn't even argue. He said, all right.
1: Yeah. Miss Terry says I'm done end of discussion sometimes it could be that simple that's how life usually works honestly Uh, yes like uh, that's how we make decisions a lot as me and my wife
4: this is gonna be important to her you know that's what we're gonna do so
2: exactly right
1: i'm
4: kidding a little bit but not really not really no i mean there's more that goes into it than that but she could have told him i'm ready to spend time with you
1: you're 72 i'm whatever how much longer are we gonna do this you know what you're right miss terry I'll retire tomorrow. We really got to call her Miss Terry? Can we just call her Terry? What's the whole Miss Terry (laughs) thing?
4: It became a thing back in the day. I don't know.
0: All
4: right.
0: 7.37. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
1: Sooner men fall last night on the road. At TCU, eighty to seventy-one, they fall to one and one in Big Twelve play. After the game, I chatted with head coach Porter Moser.
2: Coach, what what is your immediate assessment tonight? You know, we made uh, we didn't play well enough to win. There's a sm- there's a small margin of error, and I thought our guys fought, they battled. We didn't play, we made some some low IQ plays. I mean, we got caught on a. Uh, we just came out at the end of the timeout at the end of the half and talked about a switch, and we didn't switch, and they went in for a layup. Same play, same thing happened. Uh, they called the timeout, and they came out of a timeout, and we were supposed to switch, and we didn't. They went in. The, we filed jump shooters. Um, that's not a that's not a high IQ thing. Um, I thought we responded. We turned it over a lot. I, I love Javion. Javion had six turnovers at half. And I said, we said to him, Javion, you got to be stronger with the ball in the second half. And he didn't pout. He didn't like go man coaches on me. He came out. He had zero in the second half. Came out right away, and it's everything you want. We got to get everybody on that same page. I thought, um, you know, when you play a team this good in this in, on the road, there's smaller margins of error. and um, I just thought we you got to – we, we fouled jump shooters. We you know we 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 missed some assignments on D. Um, we you know we just didn't we didn't play well enough to win and it was still in reach um so that's what's frustrating
1: a silver lining tonight perhaps john Hughley i thought gave
2: you a tremendous performance tonight no he did he did he, he did some good things in there and uh it was good to see and sam just never could get the rhythm with the foul trouble um still had seven points and three for four and four rebounds in 12 minutes you know he still did some good things right out of the gate and um we just we, we didn't have we had a we didn't have as good as things um, for more people. You know, you got to, you really got to have a lot of guys playing well. But I think um, for us, you know, it, we just got to get uh, understanding. We, we were really talking about we're in bonus. John got us in bonus. He drew three straight fouls. So we were talking in the huddle don't settle and we got a block 3 and then took a contested 3 the next two possessions that's just not good i got to correct that i got i i got they got to, you got to take coaching cuz that's just not what you want to do when we just talked about it um, coming out of a huddle and um, i thought milos was outstanding yeah. 13 points 10 assists 7 rebounds he was phenomenal Phenomenal. I said before the game to Kevin, I said, we're starting to see Losa's swag back. And uh, yeah. we just, um, small margin for error on a team this good that was coming off a tough loss. Um, I thought we came out at halftime, battled, tied it up, and then got some. they got some rebounds and they hit some shots too. I got to give them credit for that. You know, Avery Anderson, you know, he hit two threes. He's had three, he has three on the year. You know, Miller hit two. I think he's got nine on the year. You know, so you got to give him some credit.
1: Otega, a uh, couple of Big 12 games, both of them
2: well below his average any concern there for you are they defending him any differently or anything no he just got to keep he's just got to stay the course he's an outstanding player and uh love him and uh, you know you got to know how to play when they got a target on your back you can't get down you can't get you know thing that he's earned that he's played so well he's earned that respect and with that comes knowing how to play with that. And if he's not making a couple shots, he's got to keep defending and rebound. But I have zero concerns for him. Otega's is a key part of our team. He just got to keep his 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 mojo right when they're coming at him. And there's a lot of ways to help win a game. There's rebounding. There's there's defense. There's you know making the right play. And uh, but he's a, a a vital part of what we're doing. We need yeah. We need yeah. him to you know play like he's been playing. He will. He will, because he's going to work, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to all be there for him, and um, that's what happens when you when he's earned that respect with the target on his back.
1: TJ concerned about Otega?
4: No, I'm not concerned. I mean, he's an experienced guy. He's gone through ups and downs, and he'll 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 figure out what's going on. Uh, last night, I think it was frustrating for him at times because he couldn't get into a rhythm with the foul trouble early, and then once he kind of got going in that second half a little bit like he was missing shots he doesn't miss there was a couple of times at the rim he missed shots took a bad angle on layups and missed a layup there at one point in the second half so i'm i'm not too concerned with that i just um i'm with you that's two road games and we're both considering that uh, Charlotte game a road game where they just didn't look right they were They were really out of sorts last night offensively. I didn't think they moved the ball in the normal manner, Um, turned it over way too many times in the first half, did not block out well at times and gave them a lot of uh, second-chance points, which felt like, you may tell me the stat was different, but it felt like to me they got a lot of second-chance opportunities and made the best of it. OU got some offensive rebounds, but it seemed like they didn't convert on those chances. Um, Several times in that, especially in that first half, they just left the lane just wide open and guys just went straight to the basket on them. And that's just not like them. So I don't know. They just haven't, they have seemed out of sorts, the those two games. And, and obviously they're the, the two losses. So they stand out to you, but TCU put it to them last night. That game wasn't as close as even the final score indicates with those late threes that OU was able to hit. They, they got ran out of their gym. And so that's Second concerning. Chance.
1: Second chance points, TCU 14, OU 11. Okay. It's um, closer than
4: I thought. It felt like it was more lopsided than that to me. So OU outshot them. Yes, out rebound. OU out
1: rebounded them. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the difference was first-half turnovers. Yep. Much better in the second, but first-half turnovers, and, and TCU took care of the ball the whole game. And there was a period there, middle-second half, where – we're coming out of a break, and we're talking about it. OU, I think, was four of fifteen from three somewhere. I'm close. TCU was three of sixteen from three. Neither team was shooting it very well. And we said, if either team gets hot from three here, if it just has a stretch where they hit hit some, they're going to win this game. And immediately out of that break, TCU goes bop 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 three straight yeah. three pointers, and and then they, they you know then it was a ten point lead and. And it was going to be really hard from there. So, yeah, uh, and that,
4: that game may be a different game, too. Uh, uh, Latre Darthur uh, did not look right last His shot no. just did not look good all. He had all 25
1: people, he's from Denton. He had 25 people there last night. I yeah. think he was feeling it a little bit. Sam was killing him early on, and then he got in foul trouble. That didn't help mm-hmm. the efforts. Um, I think that there is a half season of film and a scouting report on Otega now. And Big 12 coaches are really good. And so they are taking away what he likes to do. And he's going to have to adapt. And he will. He will. I don't know that he's going to be their leading scorer at the end of the year. But he's going to be still be a significant weapon for this team. So the encouraging thing is what Coach mentioned there. Two guys did play really well last night. Milo Shuzan. Con- was fantastic, and he's got to continue to be more selfish looking for his own bucket. He almost had a triple-double last night. I think 13-10-7. and seven. And John Hughley had maybe his best game, maybe maybe the USC game you would say is better, but he played fantastic last night. So a couple of positive signs, but oh boy. Now here we go. Uh, uh, it sounded like uh, Tyler for a second. Who doggies? Here we go. Ooh, ooh. Headed to uh, uh Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday. Yeah. So we'll with see.
4: a with a team that just took a bad loss and is going to be angry coming back to their home floor, so uh um, That's right. Put your know, big boy pants on, okay? Yeah, I don't know what's better, you know, somebody uh, uh, you know, I heard I saw somebody on Twitter talking about that last night. I don't know if it's better that if they would have gone in there and just blown UCF out like you would expect them to or if you want to catch them while they're down a little bit. They struggled against TCU and then go and lose to UCF, so they're not playing good basketball right now.
1: I think that we are in the early stages of this conference season, and the thought right now is let's try to win the conference. I don't think that's ridiculous. I don't think Oklahoma's favored to do that, but – they're the third-highest-ranked team in this conference right now. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And if that's your goal, you're hoping Texas and Houston lose every single night. You're not thinking about, well, what would it be better for psychologically for when we play them to win? Or You know, we? You need those guys to take on water. Kansas
4: and Houston. Who did I say? You said Texas and Houston. Oh, well. Yeah. No well, Texas, too. You I to do mean every Texas, night. Yeah. but I meant, I meant Kansas. <laughs> I know you meant Houston. Kansas in yes, that scenario, yeah.
1: Um, 1 o'clock Saturday, Allen Fieldhouse. 7.51, we'll be back.
0: This is the Ref Sports Radio Network.
4: Hi, Tower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Working in several different areas, giving you trial opportunities right here in Oklahoma, colitis, Crohn's disease, dermatitis, arthritis, different cancers. If you think they can be beneficial to you or a loved one, Hightowerclinical.com for more information or call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Sooner Ob says, Dr. Pepper should make a commercial similar to the transfer portal and have Nick Saban doing something on his retirement and drinking a Dr. Pepper. That would be hilarious.
1: I don't hate that idea. I think
4: you cross product that with Little Debbie, having eating an oatmeal cream pie, drinking a Dr Pepper, sitting in a rocker.
1: That that statue last night, they they spelled out the Alabama A in Little Debbie. Oh, did they? I didn't see yeah. that part.
4: <laughs> 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 Man loves you some oatmeal cream pies. That's right. Uh, Dan has it good in Oregon. He has Nike backing him up for paying for players left and right, even though Alabama has money as well, but nowhere near as much as Nike does. It's more of the Alabama brand that helps them recruit at the level that they have been. Yeah, that's part of that is Nick Let's Saban see. was really, really good, too.
1: Yeah. I keep reading text. I want to get back to this topic. Uh,
4: Sark messes with Texas if he goes to Alabama. So that's what this person's hoping for. Yep. Uh, recruiting Doomer Two says Sark has already been offered the job and turned it down. Uh, gonna, I don't know I why don't,
1: Recruiting Doomer Team Two wouldn't know. Sounds like yeah. he's got good
4: sources. Uh, Landing way overrated, says this texter. All right. Will mule shoe weasel his way into the Bama job? God, I Sooner, hope so. Jim from uh, That Wisconsin. would be amazing. And last one here, Kippen was great at FAU and really good at Ole Miss. He got jobs too young because of his name. He's become a really good coach.
1: I think so. I think so. All right, top of the hour break. We'll continue this topic. We'll continue to talk more OU basketball coming up. Damon Miner joins us at 9 a.m. this morning as well. We'll be back.